Yeah, now I feel like we can we do go. the show. Right? Doesn't go. that feel different just coming off the open and the music? I feel much better now, especially yeah. with the music. I need yeah. the music. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I feel much better now. Um, although, do you feel better? Like, have you talked yourself into feeling better about the Dodgers? Because here's the thing, man. I tweeted this out yesterday, and people got really mad at me. Um, but I said, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the bullpen game. And look... I know I know the math, okay, behind it. Like, you don't have to explain it to me, okay? You don't have to mansplain to me, okay? Uh, however, call me a traditionalist. Call me whatever you want. I don't understand the bullpen game in game two of a playoff game, let alone the World Series. And I do understand that generally pitchers have shorter outings now, and I, I understand that the, that's this the way things are constructed, yada, yada, yada. But, man, like, couldn't you have – like? I, I feel like you're giving a game away in the World Series. Like, that seems insane to me. It does, but it also makes sense, right? And, oh, by the way, uh, raise your hand if you still had your television on in the ninth inning because the Dodgers still had an opportunity to win that game. Even with the Rays rolling out their best pitcher, even with us rolling out a pitcher every other throw, we still had a chance to win that game. So it, I understand where you're coming from, George, and trust. You know, I'm, you know, we're around the same age. We're used to seeing our horses going at least seven at this stage of the postseason. At least seven, unless they get blasted out of the game. But to have a game that's purposely designed for you to rotate a different guy and you know let the results be whatever the results are, it's an unusual thing, but it's analytics-driven. And oh, by the way, it's lined us up perfectly to go on a three-game winning streak and finish this thing out. Well, I hope that's the case because it just it's annoying. Like I, I think when you look at these two guys particularly, Gonsolin and May, okay? <sighs> look, they ask them to do things, you know, uh, they use them in a variety of roles, right? And a lot of them are just weird and awkward and unfamiliar. And even Robert said it yesterday. Dave said it. He said, it's a big ask, to be quite frank. These guys are in uncharted territory. Credit to them. They're not making excuses. They expect themselves to make pitches. It's different, certainly. But we still need those guys to get important outs going forward with us uh, to win this thing. And, and I get, like, he, like, part of him is understanding because that's who he is. But, man, like, I just feel like – and I'm not blaming him, okay? I, I, I get that this is the construction of the roster. And Andrew Friedman is unbelievably smart. I think he's the smartest guy in baseball. But sometimes I think you try to outsmart yourself. And, and I know the team that they're facing, LZ, is the team that started this phenomenon, okay? <laughs> like, I get that. But you're not – like, it, it's kind of like when we were – when we're watching the basketball playoffs, right? And we were watching – the conference finals in the East. Remember mm. when you know Miami was just killing Boston with their zone or whatever, and then Boston tried to do the zone and the Heat just killed them. Yep. Like they, like, and it's like, why are you trying to do what they do? It's kind of like going back to the Warriors, right? Are, are you going to try to outsmall ball the Warriors? You, you can't. <laughs> look, look at the Lakers. Can you outsmall ball LeBron and AD? No. You know what I mean? So it's like there are certain things you can't do better than the original. And I just don't think the Dodgers can out-bullpen the team that originated the bullpen game. Except it's the ninth inning, and we are in a two-run game, and there's an opportunity to still win. 
So even though you're right, we came up short in this scenario, it's hard for me to say, you know, Boulder Dash, this thing was awful. We should never have done that. When we're in position to win. Boulder Dash. How old do you have to be to even know what that word means? I don't know. I saw like a Charles Dickens book in my library. Just figured I'd whip it out. Um, but and, and more importantly, George, it's got us lined up perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty damn sure. I don't know Cash very well, but I'm pretty damn sure um, he knew that game one or game two rather was a must win. And it's not because they didn't want to go down 2-0. What is because he knew what was coming after game two yeah. and how no, difficult I, I that, that would be. Yeah, he's lined his team up. I get that. By the way, do you know there's a Boulder Dash game, like a board game? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Did you I, just I, look that up? Yeah, I did. I just Googled it. What just are the to rules? Uh, Boulder Dash is a board game variant of the classic parlor game known as Fictionary or the Dictionary Game, uh, created by Laura Robinson and Paul Toyne of Toronto, Canada. Yeah, oh, it's foreign. Yeah, like it's basically a game of game bluffing. Boards. Yeah, that's all it is. Can they bluff in Canada? They just seem so honest. They're so, so nice, earnest. yes. We should ask Mac later when he joins us at 630 he's ever played Balderdash. There we go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, Dodgers expert Greg Bergman, I'm sure you defend the bullpen game. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's what they did in Game 7 against Atlanta, and it worked out just fine. So I can't really go too far against it. I didn't like it. I would prefer they didn't do it, but – the goal was to have Tony Gonsolin go deep, at least go two, three, four innings. He couldn't do it. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm. Well, if you're gonna pitch, if you're gonna pitch Alex Wood for two innings in that game, why don't you just start him? Because he barely pitched in this postseason whatsoever. He has like four innings in this, and that's including the two that you had last night. So he hasn't really been out very much. I think that he should pitch game six, and I think Mason was saying that also earlier. But game six, if it gets there, Alex Wood should start. I, I just, man, I just think if you're gonna pitch him anyway, just let him start the game. What that's where he's to him? that's where he's comfortable. What happened to Alex Wood anyway? He he kind of fell apart. He Alex did. Wood has not been good for quite some time I mean, now. <laughs> I I distinctly remember heading to the All Star break and he was undefeated, and like ever since then he just decided to be defeated. Right, but, well, he, but well, he, he here's the thing. Boomed. Here's the thing. Hold on, Greg. Here's the thing. Dustin May had a two five seven ERA in the regular season. He's got an ERA of five in the postseason. Uh, Tony Gonsolin had an ERA of two point three one in the regular season. He's got an ERA of over nine. Like, how much worse can Alex Wood be to start a game? Well, first no, of he's all, fine. Alex Wood had that quote. It's unforgivable. I don't like the quote. Right, so I'm with I, you. So whenever I think of him, I think going, oh, there's the guy who says where we're used to used to losing. <laughs> because we've gotten bored with Winnie. I don't want that guy ha- having to ball something crucial if that's his mentality, if that's his attitude. So, you know, Dave Roberts did what you should do in that situation. Oh, well, you don't care about winning or losing? Then we'll throw you in the bullpen game, you know, because clearly in the bullpen game, we're hoping we win, but we've changed our, we're probably going to lose anyway. And that's how you are. So here you go. Yeah, I just feel like the staff, because of these guys being put in unconventional situations, are being put in positions to fail. Like, that's just me. No, 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 uh, they And are. it's not a Roberts thing. Like, to me, it's a Friedman thing. No, 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 no. They were definitely put in position to fail. And, you know, you can make the argument that they did, though I will say this. Um, we saw some bats yesterday come alive for the Rays that yeah, have been Brandon quite dead. Yeah, had two home runs, yeah. So, you know, who, who knows? Who knows if he either broke out of his slump or because of the pitching that he was facing, got him out of the slump. Either way it goes. Yeah. I'm okay with last night. Um, it was an exciting game. Um, it was a sloppy game from our perspective with the errors and base running and 
towards the end, it looked as if we just wanted to get out of there. So we started swinging as hard as we could, trying to get a home run instead of being patient like we were in the first few innings that got us out of the situation um, with their starting pitcher. So I, you know, I I chalk it up as eh. I had the like I had them in five. They had to lose one in order to make that happen, and now I feel good about the next three. Hmm. Okay. I mean, listen, I think they're still going to win. I just hate giving up a game, like giving up on a game is what it felt like, okay? Uh, Laura, how did you feel about this? Welcome back, Laura. Thank you. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. I think that we've been very – we all we brag a lot about the bullpen, you know, that the Dodgers have. So I feel like where are they at? You know, I feel like some of them didn't show up. So I was a little nervous, but I'm not concerned. I mean, we're still going to win. I said Dodgers and six, so yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. All right. Just one second. We didn't see any of the bullpen that matters. You didn't see Gratterall. You didn't see Trinan. You didn't even see Kenley. Those are the three guys that are the highest leverage situation guys that the Dodgers have. And they have not been seen in this series whatsoever. They still didn't see them last night. I think that's a big deal. That's true. But I said bullpen in general. I didn't go specific. Right. But well, you, right. goes, I mean, basically, you, you go to those guys. You know what? But Bergman, basically outside of Urias, the bullpen has not been good. No, but the guys yes. for the most for the most part. Like, look, Gonzalez actually was good last night. Flora okay. was even I, good I, last I, night. Okay, no, no. But let's take the entire postseason. Okay. The bullpen's po- uh, the postseason bull uh, the ERA for the bullpen outside of Urias. Okay, is four and a half. That's not good, Greg Bergman. Dodger no, expert. it's not. But uh, coming out of the bullpen has been Tony Gonsolin. Coming out of the bullpen has been Dustin okay. May. They've been giving up a ton of runs. Oh. Gratterall did get hit once. But there's, for the most part, I mean, even Trinan did early on. But for the most part, Trinan has been okay. lights out. All right, let's continue this discussion on the other side. Plus, Game 3 is setting up for the double revenge game, the rare double revenge game. So we'll have that for you in 90 seconds. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedan on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Full show today. Keyshawn coming up at 5 o'clock. Clint Yates at 5.30, A-Rod at 6 o'clock, and our buddy Mac from the LAFC at 6.30 plus. Our picks against the spread in the final segment of the show today, and then we'll take you up to Rams All Access. So I was watching the game yesterday, and late in the game, before the game, right before the game ended, there was a commercial Mm -hmm. for Kit Kat. Now, Kit Kat is one of my favorite candies of all. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, I loved it as a kid. Um, I don't eat it as much now. Um, but when I was a kid, I loved it. I loved What did you Kit love Kat. about Kit Kats? I just loved the whole combination of just chocolate and wafer. Like just the just that was it. See, see that's just it, George. What the hell is a wafer? Yeah, I mean it's like a fancy sugary cracker. I, 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 don't, I didn't like the word wafer. It didn't sound like it was anything natural. Okay, fair enough. Right, um, fine, anyway. But I was very upset because I felt like who thought this was a good idea was my reaction. And, and you know what? It was Greg Bergman, probably. I'm sure they, they he was part of this. Of course it was. They, well, no, because it was, they had a commercial for Kit Kat duos, mint and dark chocolate. Oh, God. So the top is mint, and then the bottom is dark chocolate. Now, dark chocolate's fine. I love me some dark chocolate. The more cacao, the better. Uh, but 
the mint part. Like, you did they? Were you part of like this uh, test run, this sample size of people? Like, who wants to eat? Especially as Halloween is coming, who wants to eat mint dark chocolate Kit Kat? I want no part of that. I don't even want a part of a Kit Kat. Kit Kat does not. It is not a good candy bar. In general, is it you because of the wafer? No, it, it might it might be because of the wafer. It just tastes weird. I don't know. There's it's just not a good flavor to me. Really, I'm really shocked, yeah. George, by your wafering. I like yeah. I like me a Kit Kat occasionally. You know what I like? Yeah, there actu- you go. Look that's at that. actually disgusting. Yeah, is, um, is, is is actually the um, the chunkies. Chunkies are not good candy bars. Ooh, I don't even. I, I, do they even sell those still? Yes, they do. There's a store near my home, and I go every time I run by there. I grab five chunkies and I throw them in the freezer for later. Yeah, yeah I, that is, is, I, I haven't seen one of those in so so long. They're not my good. favorite candy bar of all time, though, is whatchamacallit. Yes. Which one? Whatchamacallit? I don't know the name of it. What is it? <laughs> Tell me. Sorry, I had to. Do you? Know, but that's that's good. I, I did like that. It's a chocolate rice crispy treat with caramel and uh, you know peanut butter inside. I like the the um, the Snickers, especially Snickers ones good. with peanut butter. Very traditional. Traditional, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, traditional, traditional. candy. I, I think I, we should have a Halloween. You know what? The morning show isn't on, but we might as well do a Halloween candy snake draft when we get closer to it. That is a perfect idea. Yeah, Absolutely I think the four of us can perfect. do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the number one overall pick? That, you know, general consensus for everybody. Ooh, what would be that? What would be the number one overall? Twix. Pick? No, <laughs> no. Get out of here. Microphone off. Microphone. I like Twix, but not number one overall. No, you got to be with peanut see, butter. I you can't drafted Michael Oliver candy. You have one <laughs> job, and you just drafted yeah. Michael Oliver candy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't eat that. peanut butter. You guys can't knock me for That's that. That's true. That is true. She can't eat peanut butter. She could die. <laughs> exactly. It's not, but it's not for you. It's for everybody. It's like well, a it snake draft for everyone. Not you just, know what? You should want to I mean, die instead of eating a doggone. But, I, but <laughs> here's what we'll do. We will save. Twix. Let's yeah. save this. Don't even tell people what you think. Let The audience could chime in at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. We'll do that next week. And then um, hit us up with your thoughts on game two. Are you a fan of the bullpen game? Do you understand it? Um, do you still hate it even though you understand it? We'll get to all that stuff in a second. But first, uh, LZ, game three sets up for a revenge game, the um, rare double revenge game, okay? Mm-hmm. So number one, the revenge because, I mean, you lost game two, so that's the obvious one. Right. But game three is set up for a double revenge game because Charlie Morton is the pitcher. But and you may remember – Charlie Morton from the stinking cheating Astros. He didn't know, though, George. He, he said, says he didn't know. Do you buy that? He didn't know. I don't believe like, that. I, I don't know what that noise was. I don't know. I'm just a pitcher. Right. He just said he heard it, but he didn't know what it was. <laughs> didn't know what it was. I mean, come on. Who, what, who is less believable, him or Lunau, the, uh, the GM? <laughs> uh, the, the GM. Yeah, that's less believable for yeah, sure. He's way less believable. But Bergman? Listen. Bergman less believable? Uh, it's Lou now because there's no way that Charlie Morton was just like in the bullpen the entire game or something like that. So it's it's Lou now. Yeah. Laura, it's the GM or the pitcher? Mm. Ooh, th- I think they both. I mean, can I get both? You're no. Greedy. Pick you one, pick or the one or the other. You don't I mean, get both kind of because yeah. you pick Twix as so your number one draft pick. Yeah, you I can't like go left both. Twix, right Twix here on this conversation. <sighs> okay, I'll go with the GM. All right, yeah. Um, LZ, I mean... I just don't buy any of this stuff from any of these Astros guys. So it's why the Dodgers need to win game three, 47 to nothing. <laughs> they just need to win. Um, I would love to beat his ass. 
I would love to chase him in the first inning. I would love to do to him what they did to you, Darvish. I would love to do that. But right now, it's more important that we just get the win. Don't concentrate on beating his ass. Just concentrate on winning the game. Because at the end of the day, if you beat his ass and then you lose the series, it's not satisfying anyway. So yeah. By the, the way, series is the focus. Is it weird that you Darvish is good again? Is he? He was good this year. I, I I literally dismissed him from my memory bank. Okay. I called him you garbage. I wanted him gone, and once he was gone, I stopped paying attention to him. Top three Cy Young candidate this he year. He was really good. Yeah. You know what? I I truly don't care. He was really. What do, good. what do you think the fans should do? Sorry, but what do you think the fans should do for Charlie Morton tomorrow? Because there's a, it's all Dodger fans there. Should they be having trash cans and banging him every time he's about to pitch? Are they allowed in? No, all the fans are there. Because the, like, no, I mean the the, the the trash cans and stuff and the banging. Oh, you, you can you can sneak it in. You can sneak yeah. it in, because poor Fox, the one guy had the nice swing bitch T-shirt and they couldn't get off of him quick enough. Did you see that yesterday? Yeah, I did see that. I did. It was yeah. it was very funny. They panned away from that. They panned so fast, almost got whiplash. And I was like, we all <laughs> saw it. What what are you guys doing? Stop it already. We're adults, okay? Yeah, we if know what happened. Yes. It's like, why don't you, instead of being scaredy cats, just explain for those who don't know why that T-shirt is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would be easier just to do that, but they don't want to have to deal with it. I, no. I mean, whatever. Heaven forbid they do their jobs. Yeah. Jose is in Oxnard. Jose, what's up? What's going on, man? Um, I just want to say real quick, um, I think LZ Granderson's got it all wrong. First of all, Kit Kat is my jam. As I got older, I think Kit Kats just have this unique, it's, it's not too much chocolate, not caramel all stuck in your teeth. So it's, it's really good. The Kit Kats, are, they, they're my jam. It is clean. Then, I will say that. It is clean. Yes. Yeah. And then another thing, I think Snickers are, are everybody's uh, favorite chocolate. I mean, I just think so, you know. The commercial, the campaign is really good. And then just to go off the Dodgers, I think, um, you know, Dodgers, I think Dave Roberts, gotta, he's got to go with the hot hand. What he's been doing in the past is, is, you know, just trying to stick to his routine and taking out pitches that are hot. I, I just think that killed us before. I think if he sticks with the hot hand, if he leaves Urias in, I think if he's hot, just leave him in, whoever it is, you know, if, like, God forbid he puts in Jensen when we have a one-run lead, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. look, I, I, I do think there is something to that, Jose. Real quick, LZ, before we move on. Um, and did thank you, you know that Kit Kats were from the UK? I did not know They're that. They're not even American. How That's, dare you really? say I did Hold it? Yeah. Kit Kat. It was launched in September 1935 in the UK. Yeah. Huh. Okay. There you go. I mean, you know, what do you say? Brits can't make good chocolate? I'm just saying. I eat American. <laughs> <laughs> it was created back then, but it was acquired by Nestle. In it's been made in the U.S. since 1988. Yeah, 88. Okay. All right. yeah, That's too just the fresh. Dodgers' last World Series. That's too fresh. Um, but <laughs> I will say this about the pitchers with Dave. Once he gets to his starters in there, like Kershaw and Bueller and Urias, like, give me five innings. Like, I, I need five. You know what I mean? Like, I need to see that to feel good about it. Let me go to Mark in Pasadena real quick before we hit the break. Mark. Yeah, hey guys. So um, one thing I never hear about are peanut M and M's. I think those are highly underrated, and those are my go-to. Um, in terms of um, analytics, I mean, as you're saying, it's math. It, it really just boils down to statistics. So the, for me, the problem with analytics is for statistics to work, you need a large sample size. Correct. So if you, if you have a quarter and you flip it fifteen hundred times, 
about half is going to be head and half is going to be tails. If you flip it five times, you can get head five times in a row. So, you know, whether you're talking a 60-game season or a 160-game season, you know, you're talking thousand, you know, like a thousand innings. Analytics are going to help work in your favor. But sure, but in a short in, sample size, in a right. sprint, in a sprint, exactly. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, thank Boring. you, Mark. Appreciate it. And, and that's my point with Greg, who wants to sit here and talk about the bullpen. Uh, you know, former Dodger expert Greg Bergman. When I'm telling him the ERA for everyone not named Urias, Urias, excuse me, is four and a half, and that's not good. So, George, if you flip a Kit Kat 1,500 times, how many times does it land on his top versus on? Ooh, his that's a great question. We could tackle that on the other side. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So, Keyshawn's coming up in 14 minutes. We'll talk to Key. Of course, check out Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin each and every morning, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here, along with Travis. Uh, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on 710 ESPN. And uh, we've got Travis, of course, and, uh, and Sliwa have been doing shows post-Dodgers, right? So will they be on tomorrow? Uh, will they be on tomorrow, Greg? Or is it just on – is it game days? Is it after games? I just want to make sure we get that right. It's after games during the week. So – and it's just Travis. So on Sunday oh. – or on Monday, he'll do a show from 9 to 11. Oh, Sliwa was in there when we were doing basketball. Correct. Is, is that the name of his show, Just Travis? <laughs> it's Travis Live and Local. Travis Live and Local. I kind of like that. It's got yeah. a good ring to it. I like it. Just Travis. Yeah, Just Travis works too, though. Ding, 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 sure. ding, ding, ding. Who's your favorite reporter in the neighborhood? Just, Just Travis. Travis. Yeah. I like that. Please I like cut that. that up and send him Morales immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Um, hey, so speaking of, um, of shows and not knowing when things are happening, we don't have another. When do we have another full show? Well, not until the World Series is over, basically, right? Yeah, we won't have one until – it depends on the World Series, but at least Thursday next week would probably be our closest if they go seven. Right, right. Well, no, it could go five. And when, right, so if, it, if not, it, it would be, be Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, it would be Wednesday. If it goes – Oh, no, if it goes five, it would be – If It go, it would be Tuesday. Tuesday, right? So Why we could have a full doing show. Math? On You're making my head Yeah, it's too much. Too well, much. we don't have a, full, a show on Monday because we got Rams Bears and LZ. That is a measuring stick game. Fair to call it a measuring stick game? It is a must-win for your Los Angeles Rams, and this is why. Okay. We are four and two, but when you look at who the four is, <laughs> and you look at where the two came from, you know that we've yet to fully prove ourselves against some of the elites in the NFL. And while I don't believe we have a bad team, I'm still trying to determine if we're a good team because all we have to show for thus far are good wins against awful teams in the same division. Right. So in my opinion, Monday night is a must win. We need to get back to winning. More important, we need to get back to winning against winning teams. Yeah, I I don't – I just feel like this game is going to be tight and ugly, and their defenses are both good. Like I, I don't know. Like I, uh, 
I, I feel like that plays better for the Bears. I mean, the Rams will probably still win, but, man, I I, I don't love those low-scoring games because, that to me, it's just easier to flip a game like that on one play. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's – Jared Goff was not very good. No. He wasn't. Nope. And so I hear you, George, in terms of the score – and the score could be low, but what can't be low is Jared Goff's production. Correct. He needs to be more efficient. Um, he needs to hit the receivers. And more importantly, perhaps, the receivers need to actually catch the damn ball, especially when they're in the end zone. <laughs> so we, we, we got a lot of work that needs to be done. And it's good to have a tough opponent like the Bears because if we come out on top and we're 5-2, and two, we finally have like that – big win against someone who's a good quality team that we may be facing in the postseason. Yeah, I, I look, I, I think the Bears with Nick Foles, and you know I'm not a huge Nick Foles guy. I know you are. But, um, I, I just think that their defense, though, is really, really good. And, and I think that that's going to be one of those teams where Sean McVay, and to your point, Jared Goff, are going to need to be precise, right? Like, they're going to need... And by the way, they're also going to need to be a little stubborn sometimes, which means that it's not always going to be there in regards mm -hmm. to, like, the running game and things like that, and you're just going to have to kind of churn yards. Like, it's going to be one of those three yards in a cloud of dust, and maybe something breaks, right? Like, eventually, someone makes a mistake, someone lines up incorrectly, someone takes the wrong angle. Like, I think it's going to be one, one or two plays could decide that. Um, now, speaking of one or two things deciding something. Mm -hmm. Free agency is upon us here in the NBA here pretty soon. And there's a lot of talk about what the Lakers can do in free agency. But to me, there's one guy that they should be targeting. Now, I don't oh, know George, if George, this... that's so kind of you, but I'm a little old at this point. No, not you. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> not you. Um, but there, there is one guy. Now, I don't know if they can afford him. Hence, you know, if that were the case, they could clearly afford you, LZ. No offense, but, uh, you know. You don't know my price. I mean. I ain't cheap. Okay. Me and Ty Lue, baby, we, we got we have a certain respect that we carry ourselves. <laughs> so, um, but I think that, if, you, if you're asking me just the perfect fit mm -hmm. for what I think they need, Danilo Gallinari. Yes. To, to me, that's the guy. Now, I don't know if he's willing to take that kind of pay cut because you're talking about a guy who's made like $20 million recently. <laughs> um, but if, he, if he's truly being like honest with us when, when he says he wants to win, mm -hmm. then you may have to make a sacrifice. But here's a guy who has not been – all that healthy in his career, do you think a guy like that will be willing to make that sacrifice? Basically, do you buy it when he says he's willing to take a haircut to win? Because this isn't a haircut. This is shaving your head. It is shaving your head. There, there are a couple of things about Gallinari that I like. I think number one, obviously, is his shooting touch. Mm -hmm. And he's not just a catch-and-shoot guy. He actually can put the ball on the ground, too, right. and, and create for himself. So you, you kind of like that. Um, obviously that would probably mean that Kyle Kuzma will be gone from this roster because at a certain point there's just not enough minutes for him if you bring in a Gallinari and you keep, you know, if you bring back Morris and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the other thing that I like about Gallinari, and I think he's perfect for L.A., is that he's a big city guy. Yeah. You know, he. I remember interviewing him, you know, shortly after he was drafted, I was living in New York for working for the magazine, running the, the NBA department. And so I did this piece on him. And the, the one thing that was really clear 
back then, you know, a kid who was used to having his billboards up in Rome was that he loves a big city vibe. So I'm pretty sure, even though he was happy with the win-loss ratio in Oklahoma City, he can't wait to get back to a nice, large, cosmopolitan city. Obviously, L.A. fits the bill. Yeah. Miami fits the bill. I don't see him going back to, like, New York or Jersey. Yeah, why is he going like to play for the Knicks again? Yeah. yeah, he probably won't do that. Right. But the question then becomes, is he still mad that the Clippers traded him away to begin with and right. they're not an option? Yes. Or does he really want to win? But because should the really Clippers be win, mad about his butt injury? He did have the butt injury. And to be quite honest with you, I probably would have lied and said it was a quad or something. Right. But, yes. but um, you know, they could use his scoring, um, the way that he stretches the floor. Um, he can be a catch-and-shoot guy, so he can stand out there and let PG and, and, and Kawhi go to work. Um or if they're sitting down, he can be the guy that could be dependent upon to come in and you can kind of run offense through him while they rest. So he's a good option for them. He's a great option for the Lakers. And he would be a fool not just trying to consider the Lakers, given the way that the team is set up right now, how they like to play with LeBron James and how his skill set would mesh so perfectly well with AD if he was a Laker. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I do think he's a perfect fit because they've got plenty of defense. He's fine defensively. He's not like a liability per se. No, he's um, not. You know, so I, I do think it'll be interesting to see if they can add someone like him. All right, we're going to talk to Key on the other side. We got what you need to know, including the Clippers owner boasting. I'll tell you about what in two minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. So, LZ, we know that Ty Lu was named the head coach of the LA Clippers. Steve Ballmer, their owner. Mm -hmm. I, I like him personally. Yep, um, so do I. But but he did say recently that uh, they believe they hired the best coach in the league. Now, look, I know he's got to say that, no, right? But does he have to? Actually, I don't know no, if he, he has doesn't. to say that. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He didn't have to say that. He could simply say we're really happy with Ty. We have a championship-winning coach here that continues the championship-winning coach tradition that Doc started. Right. And that we're really excited to, to, to scrub out the, you know, the, un the misfortunes of last season and start fresh in a new period. You don't need to tell us that Ty is something that he's not. Yeah, because, I mean, how many coaches are you taking before Ty? Like, no disrespect to Ty, who I like. But Here's the real question. If he truly was the best coach in the whole land, then why didn't you fire Doc earlier and just right. make Ty the best the, head coach of all the land? Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, you know. It's, it just it, it's, it feels hollow a little bit. It's a little chuckle. You yeah, know, chuckle, chuckle, hollow. chuckle. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of coaches, Stan Van Gundy, we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because we've been very Dodgers intensive, uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans. I like it, LZ, because I think that that young team needs a culture. And he is – look – Detroit aside, his other his other two stops, he had a really good record. He went to the finals and went to the conference finals on in the on the other stops. Like he's a good coach. He's a um, great and, coach. And I think that this team needs that kind of guy, like to kind of call him out on stuff. He's the best coach in the league. Sorry, I got yeah. caught up. Yeah. Um no, he's a really, really good coach. And what happened in Detroit wasn't his coaching, it was his abilities to put together a team. Correct. Which clearly, you know, was a lot for him. So hopefully he can get back to focusing on what he does best. And oh, by the way, he's got a lot of talent to groom. He does have a lot of talent to groom with Zion and Brandon Ingram and whatnot. Uh, next, a, uh, a in the Athletic, apparently an agent, an anonymous agent, is ripping LeBron James and Rich Paul uh, of Clutch Sports Group. Here's what they said. Quote, now I know it's this facade that it's Rich Paul, but it's really LeBron who recruits for Rich Paul. It's almost like they're trying to control AAU at the NBA level. This is my AAU team, and they've carried that to the highest level because because of his power and his prowess. People, uh, you know, these young players are seduced by LeBron in the same way people were seduced by Michael with David Falk. David Falk was the super agent of Michael Jordan. He went from having Michael Jordan and a few other guys to getting top players in the NBA because of the Jordan factor. Rob Palinka had tremendous success as an independent agent because he had Kobe Bryant and players idolized him. So you know, it, here's the thing, man. I, I feel like this agent, first of all, is super jealous. Like, it's so obvious. So like, obvious. Uh, I, I mean, and by the way, yeah. If you're Rich Paul, much like when you were Rob Palinka and you had Kobe, much like you're David Falk and you had Michael Jordan, yeah, you tell people, hey, you know who I who I manage? The best player on the planet, arguably. You know what I mean? Like, What industry do you not put your best foot forward? Right. Do you think Hollywood like goes, oh, we just cast Tom Cruise, but hey, don't tell anybody. Right. Let's see who shows up for the movie. No, they go, hey, we got Tom Cruise for this movie. Are you interested? Yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid. Like, it just stuff like that just drives me insane. Like, the jealousy is just absurd. All right, that's what you need to know. Presented by Morongo, play it safe, good times. We go to the celebrity hotline now to talk to our pal Key. Also brought to you by Morongo, play it safe, good times. That's a lot of Morongo mentions right there. Uh, Keyshawn. You can check him out, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin each and every weekday morning, and Travis, uh, every weekday morning, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., right here on 710 ESPN. Key, I don't know if you heard that last story that we were just talking about where an anonymous agent told The Athletic that LeBron James is really uh, the guy pushing, pulling the strings because all the players idolize him. And then he goes on to mention Michael Jordan's agent, David Falk, and Rob Palenka when he had Kobe. And of course, that's what they should do. You should always say, "Hey, look who I represent." You should come with me. You, you, did you really just sit here and waste however many minutes on your show talking about an anonymous agent that wish he had those clients that you talked about so he could do the same thing? <laughs> I did because I, I mean, just hate did, that. I, no, I just, no, I know, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, did you really just do that though? Because clearly, clearly, George. It's a waste of your time, your energy, trying to rationalize with a fool that just out there talking. You know, like, come on. Like, okay, so what? That's what everybody does. You don't think, you don't think my agent for many years recruited off of me and I helped him recruit players because he did such a great job for me? That's right. what you do. Of course. Hello? I mean, like, use your brain for crying out loud. Whoever that anonymous agent is, 
need to put his name to it. What you got to be an anonymous agent for? Why don't you just go ahead and say you're Huckleby or somebody from such and such agency, and this is how you feel? <laughs> yes, LeBron James Huckleby. is pu- pulling strings, uh, yeah. strings. And when LeBron James retires, guess who's going to be pulling the strings in? Anthony Davis. Right. And guess when Anthony Davis retires, who's going to be pulling the strings? Arch Manning. I mean, like, it's just what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. give it a break for crying out loud. I mean, LZ, are you signing with Huckleberry, though, if, like, he pitches you? Oh, it depends on, you know, what I can't he can think offer. of a name, right? So I just said Huckleberry. <laughs> Huckleberry is the worst kind of name, though. For I mean, it, like I wouldn't. Want I'll to be sign honest with, with you, Key. I yeah. probably won't sign with Huckleberry. Yeah. But well, know. because if I use some other names, then I'll be profiling, and then I'll, I don't no, Huckleberry no, is good. I, I I just thought it was a fun, a great pull by you. So, but I I'm definitely not signing with Huckleberry. Hence, why he's probably the anonymous agent. That Huckleberry. Just in case y'all want to know what all that noise is in the background, if you hear, it's because I'm walking the dogs right now before I go watch football. Oh, oh look at you! Oh, I thought I thought um, there wasn't a football game tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a battle for first place. They did it. They did it, Yeah, Keith. for first place. They, the, they, I mean, what an embarrassment that division They is. did it. I'm Good just Lord. pointing it out. Yeah. So, Keith, Somebody speaking of football. marijuana. <laughs> speaking of football. It's Keith, not LZ. Not it's yet. not me. Not yet. Not yet. No, it's in the air as I'm walking past these houses. I mean, I could, you oh, could have smelled it, though, from LZ. Well, sure. you know, you should probably walk slower. Get yourself yeah. a little hit. And yeah. Save some money. Exactly. Um, oh, gosh. So, Key, I'm under the belief yeah. that Monday is a must-win situation for the Rams. Um, they face Chicago. Um, they have four wins, which is great. They have two losses, which, you know, is, is fine. But it's the who. Who they've beaten, who they've lost to, that, in my opinion, makes Monday a must-win. Where are you with the Chicago Bears-Rams matchup on Monday? I don't know if it's a must-win opposed to we would like to see them beat somebody of a quality a quality opponent. They've lost to the Buffalo Bills, and they've lost to – who did they just lose to? Uh, the 49ers. The 49ers, which if you were, pe- if you were betting, you bet that the 49ers was going to lose that game and Jimmy G was just going to beat Jimmy G. Uh, but that wasn't the case. So you like to see them be the quality opponents. Um, certainly, if they don't win this game, it puts them three games behind Seattle, who's undefeated. And, you know, that would be tough considering – it may even put them further behind considering that there's seven teams out of the conference that go to the playoffs and they may be one that missed even though they may have a qualifying record. Um, do you think they're good, the Rams? I did. Uh, I still do. <laughs> okay. I still do. I did, and I still do. Okay. I don't. Okay. I thought they were better than what they are. I gave them. I gave them an A instead of a B. You know, I kind of gave them one of those A minuses instead of a B, and because I just I don't know they they got off to such a good start. And I just liked the way the offense was doing things, and it just seemed like that they were smooth and clicking, and there wasn't any any real hiccups. And then when I watched the Bills game, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's the Bills. They they got out of the league. It took them a minute. They shouldn't have never went back west. They should have stayed east. Um, and then after the San Francisco game, I'm like, okay, are they for real or are they playing? And so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of, let's see what happens on Monday and see what it is. 
And then if it if they win that game, then I think I feel better again about them. If they lose it, I still feel like, okay, they're a decent team, but I think they would become a wild-card team, wild-card contender type team opposed to a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. LZ. George? I, I, I thought it was your turn. Was no, I turn? asked him, are, do you think they're good? And then he answered, so it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. What, are y'all, what are y'all flipping coins and stuff? Well, I mean, usually it's one of the – maybe LZ is hitting the roach. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, no, I, I, I told you I'm doing his, fresh I now. He don't, burn his, he don't burn his index finger and thumb. I know. Isn't that I what know. you put together, your index and thumb? Yes. Don't be acting like you don't know. <laughs> he acting like he don't know. Look at you see him trying to be slick. <laughs> I would be more afraid with the roach about singeing your eyebrows. What kind of eyebrows you got? I'm just saying. This is kind of fun. Anyway, so if if it's not a must win, um, what exactly then do you take away from a loss? How you lose? Uh, did Nick Pose torch you? Did the defense play Chicago Bear lights out? Uh, Mike Singletary, 85 bear defense on you. Like, how did you lose that football game? Mm-hmm. Did you lose on an 80 yard field goal with no time left? Yeah. It just all depends on how you lose it. If they take you to the woodshed like San Francisco did, now I got a problem. So, Keith, let me ask you about the Dodgers here as they're all even at one game apiece. Let's um, go, Dodgers. How do you feel about the bullpen game? The bullpen game as in yesterday? Yeah, as in, like, that's the strategy is everybody pitches an inning. How do you feel about that in a World Series? You mean, like, yesterday or just overall? No, yesterday. I mean, in general, but oh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, but oh, in general, yes, too. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday, so how funny is this? So yesterday, prior to the game, we were talking or whatever and, and um, you know, talking about the game and Gosling and the whole deal. And I said, one thing I can promise you, He's going to go in inning in two-thirds, and as soon as he starts acting up, Dave is getting ready to snatch him. And Dave ran out the tunnel, ran out the dugout so fast on the, about an inning and just slided two-thirds. He ran out that thing so fast and grabbed him. But I knew that that was going to happen. I knew that that's what they were going to do yesterday because it wasn't Bueller. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, Julio. It wasn't Kershaw that he wasn't going to sit up and squander that opportunity. Uh so I'm okay with that. If you leave him in longer, you get rocked. Now you're talking to having a different conversation. With that particular pitcher, the bullpen game, to me, I'm okay with that with him on the mound if that's what it would take because you only had three guys that you would consider your aces and none of those three could go. Is there ever a scenario in football where you willingly go into a scenario thinking – I'm setting my guys up to fail, which is essentially what it was. You right. Know? <laughs> right. You're setting up your rotation, right, so it lines up better. I guess in football it's really hard to make that comparison. Um, like, do you rest guys, right? Like, the, I guess that would be the equivalent, right, of resting guys in a game, you know, knowing that no, you've got a not tough get, – not, not, getting, not getting the football to your best player because you decided that – you was gonna try something different, right? You don't want to show something than, for for you, an opponent. Smarter than everybody else, right? You was, instead right. of giving the football to your best player, you're gonna decide. Well, we gonna feature this dude that ain't really been doing nothing, but I like his attitude, so I'm gonna see if I can get him off this week. That's how you set your team up 
to lose. Yeah, it's, it's similar. You you're smart. Yeah. And football coaches do that all day long. And that's when you hear people say, well, how come he's not touching the ball? You know, they, well, I don't know. I ain't the one calling the play. That's because the coach got too cute. Yeah. Yeah, too cute. Never fun. Um, do you like Twix? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I do when they're frozen. And frozen I with, Twix? And I, it, yeah, I drop them in the freezer and let them snap. <laughs> how about Kit Kat? Again, frozen. Okay, but you like Kit Kat, okay? Because LZ yeah, was trashing Kit Kat. Yeah, I'll trash drink, Kit Kat. I'll drink. I'll drink some Cab and eat some chocolate, and that's the chocolate Wait. that I would eat. I don't hold, 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 hold the hell up! <laughs> Are you trying to tell me you get a bottle of Camus with a dog on frozen Kit Kat? You're good. <laughs> yes. Key. What yeah. is wrong with you? No, it's got to be like I, some I fancy dark chocolate. Hold on, hold on. It's got to be like no, some I fancy. I hate dark chocolate. No, I don't like dark chocolate. Wait a second. You hate dark chocolate? You are like dark, dark chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> no, okay, all right. We're getting ready to go political here. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm not talking about my skin color, fool. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the candy. <laughs> Are you but why serious? Don't you, what, what don't you like about dark chocolate? Like, did you just? I mean, it's adults like bitter. dark chocolate. You're an adult. It's bitter. I don't. I don't like bitter. I don't like the bitter taste. Mm. So uh, I'm still stuck. What kind of <laughs> wine are you drinking? <laughs> yeah, with some with Kit this Kat. frozen Kit Kat and like frozen Twix. Well, it could be a, a, a cab. Like you know, really the only red wine I. I, I mean, I got all types of red wines. Yes. But my favorite is a is a bold cab. Mm. You know, and so. I like to, um, you know, when I'm drinking it after I have my meal and I'm sitting down and I'm enjoying. Like tonight, I'm gonna have like tonight, I'm gonna have a a, a little veggie uh, lasagna Ooh. or whatnot with something, a little salad, arugula uh, zucchini salad. Yes. And so I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm gonna sit down and eat a little bit. Then I'll go watch the game downstairs, yeah. and then I'll probably have I don't know what do I have in there. Well, you'll probably need extra wine tonight for the Giants in Philly, is my guess. No, no, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna have two glasses before I go to bed. Yeah. That's it. I'm not about to try to turn it. It's not a turn up session because mm. I gotta save I gotta save my body for tomorrow's tequila for the Dodger game. Ah, si, si, señor. Okay. Uh, yeah, me, si, señor. See, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, five a.m. to nine a.m. and of course Travis as well, five a.m. to nine a.m. Well, right not, here. No, yeah, that that would be that would be correct. But Jay Will hasn't been there the last several days, so it's I mean, just me and Zubin right now. Right. I know, but it is the name <laughs> of the show. He's pulling so an LZ, you know? Yeah. All right. Ke- here, how about this? Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin, Travis, LZ, Sedano, Mason, and Ireland from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here. <laughs> just the whole game. Uh, you, I'm still upset. That'll be fun. We should, we should actually do that when, it, when, it, when is the Super Bowl in L.A.? Uh, well, supposedly years, next right? year, right? 21? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be the 22 game, I believe, yes. Yeah, so we should do a big, like, eight people in one, like, you know, in the radio row, eight of us all on mics. Let's do it. That sounds right. good. I'm going to look for a good mask right now. All right, Key, <laughs> Key, enjoy your cab and no, Kit no, Kat. No, 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 Yeah, you go. I got to get off the phone. <laughs> all right, go enjoy your cab and Kit Kat. We'll talk to you next direction. week. See you. All right, bye. Bye. Yeah. There he is. All right. I, I'm thinking Key was walking too slow and got high, and the munchies kicked in. That's why Maybe. he thought tricks, and Twix Maybe. and and and, Maybe. and Cab. Elsie, we got to go because Karen's got to go soon too. Though I don't mean to interrupt you too. No, no, I, I'm I, done. I, I apologize. I'm done. Um, all right. Coming up next, we got more Dodger stuff, including. Um, 
to Elsie's point, why they were set up to fail. We'll get into some of that on the other side. 